Thanks for listening to Adopted Believers. I'm your host, Daniel Nelson. And today, as we continue our mini-series in greatness, we are going to be looking at four more people. So, our passage is Judges 5, 11-31. We're not going to be reading it, but quotations I do use are coming from the CSB, Christian Standard Bible, just for your information. So, I encourage you, open your Bible, follow along, and as I said last time, the thrust of this passage is to be faithful now, wherever you're at for eternal glory. We're seeing this history of the battle given to us in song form, and I want us to understand, you know, why certain people are honored, why certain people are dishonored, you know, as we study this. This history is not accidental. It's deliberately structured so that we can see in this battle who was honored, who wasn't. So picking up where we left off last time, I want us to look at Maraz. So the first question you're probably asking, it's a good question, is who is Maraz? Well, look at verse 23 with me. Curse Maraz, says the angel of the Lord. That's the first thing we hear. That's probably not a good thing, okay? Maraz is presumably a town, province, nation. But other than that, we don't know a whole lot about them. You know, we know that God expected them to fight for Israel because he's mad that they didn't, okay? And I, you know, that makes, that's obvious a little bit, you know, like they're enemies of Israel. Of course, God's mad at them, but there's a particular emphasis on them. So I think that there is, you know, something that they had, you know, this indicates that God expected them. They probably knew they were supposed to help Israel, particularly, you know, obviously, You know, God wants nations to fight for his people, but this people, Meraz, they were probably specifically supposed to help Israel because God doesn't call out any of the other nations like this. You know, Meraz, they knew the good that they should do, and they failed to do it. God is concerned with the heart and not just with us not doing bad things. You know, Meraz, they probably didn't fight against Israel. But they didn't help them. Millions of people go to hell who have never fornicated, been alcoholics, or whatever big sin you can think of. You know, they haven't done the bad things, so to speak. And the problem with Meraz, it isn't with what they did. You know, they didn't fight against Israel. They didn't try and kill God's people. But it's with what they failed to do. They didn't help. God told them what to do, and they just didn't do it. They failed. They were lazy. They had no faith, and they were punished for it. They failed to trust Yahweh to be faithful to them, so God curses them. This is tragic. They simply just knew what to do, didn't do it. They didn't trust God. And so, how do we remember Meraz? Curse Meraz, says the angel of the Lord. Bitterly curse her inhabitants, for they did not come to help the Lord to help the Lord with the warriors. That's Meraz's legacy. A legacy of knowing the good to do and failing to do it. Next, let's look at Jael. Here we go. We got a little bit of some more positive energy going on here. Jael is most blessed of women, is Jael. There we go. We've got a a little bit of a contrast there. Jael is just an ordinary woman minding her own business, okay? You know, she, listen to this, she is most blessed among tent-dwelling women. In case you are not aware, tent-dwelling women is not, you know, 
fancy politicians, rich people. This is about as ordinary as it gets. But then all of a sudden, one of the most important enemies of Israel comes to her front door asking for shelter. You know, if you or me were jail, we'd probably been like, oh my goodness. You know, if you ever see like a celebrity in public, you're like, holy cow, you know, you get a little nervous. This is not only a really famous person, but a really famous person, you know, who is against the people of Israel. And so, Sisera, he's coming to jail, probably, you know, I, they had some friendly family ties, okay? I forget what the specific ties were, but J Sisera's like, all right, this will be a friend, you know? So, Sisera's not going to be hostile towards jail. However, also got to realize that Sisera at any moment, you know, at least to jail, can get have her head. You know, jail probably does not know the ex how the outcome of the battle has gone. How, because obviously they didn't have, you know, CNN or Fox News, so boof, news. They would have had to learn, you know, a few days later or seen, you know, loved ones not come back. That's how they would have known. And so, JL, you know, even though Sisera's exhausted, she can't say no or else he'd kill her because, you know, Sisera is a trained military commander, okay? Very few people are going to be able to overpower him. So, JL... Instead of, you know, saying, okay, I'll just do what she says, or he says, she uses all of her talents to serve God, like her cunning. And obviously, she takes care of business, <laughs> okay? She, you know, she's like, oh, have a seat, have a seat, get some rest, get some rest. So his sister is sleeping, and then Jael grabs a tent peg and a hammer, puts it on his head, and the rest is history. Jael trusted God more than the consequences of her obedience. You know, while she had a good idea that Israel was winning, it's still risky to kill an enemy's commander. Because imagine this, the soldiers come to your house, you know, or Sisera, you know, he may have been like, obviously we know he didn't because he escaped on foot. But to Jael, you know, he might have told his soldiers, you know, I'm going to be at Jael's house or, you know, I'm going to be at Heber the Kenite's house. So meet me there. And if he does that, then soldiers may be coming to this house. And then they find their commander dead and Sisera there, presumably with blood around the place. They're probably going to have some questions. And JL's head is probably going to be on a platter. But JL knows that it is far greater to serve Yahweh God than to fear man. JL realized that her eternity is worth far more than her present life. To quote Hebrews, she obeyed God and it was credited to her as righteousness. Now I know that's a little bit bold and obviously I'm not saying, you know, that that passage directly applies here, but I'm reminded of it, you know, you know, where we see Rahab, she trusted the people of God far more than man because she knew that God could reward her, okay? She knew that God could reward her faithfulness in a way that man can't. And Jael is quite like Rahab, really, where, you know, she's out of the way, minding her own business, the opportunity to act is thrust upon her, and she does it. Praise be to God for this example of godliness that we see in this woman. You know, it is crazy to see how, you know, these weak vessels, you know, just ordinary women, just minding their own business, they are faithful.
She was a humble woman of faith, an ordinary Christian, and she's highly honored in Scripture. You know, she's not in the Hall of Faith, but, you know, if there was a Hall of Faith deluxe edition, I would not be surprised if JL was in there. You know, JL is a godly woman, most blessed of women. You know, props to her. I and honestly, it's also just good to give praise to someone after Maroz, you know, where we're like, cursed is Maroz, you know, enjoy this while we've got it. But anyways, going to Sisera, we're back to the negatives and it's going to be negatives for the rest of the episode. So don't get your hopes up. Sisera. Yeah, it really gets rough in this passage. You know, it's not like he's particularly wicked, but he just happens to be fighting against God's people on the wrong day. Wrong place, wrong time, wrong everything for Sisera. And notice the contrast between Sisera and Jael. Sisera coming into this day is a great and mighty man. Jael coming into this day is a very typical wife. There are many ordinary people in the world, but there's only one Sisera. But once the day's finished, however, there's only one Jael and many dead men. I want you to think about that. Coming into this day, you know, there's many people like Jael. And there's only one mighty Sisera. But once the day's done, there is only one most blessed of women, Jael. And there's a whole lot of dead people that day. In the Christian life, the wicked, you know, they're going to advance farther than we do. But in eternity, we will have our ultimate reward. That there is hope for us. Okay, even though, you know, the wicked may get farther than we do, they may receive more honor than we do, we have to trust God that he's going to reward us. And finally, let's look at Sisera's mother. She ironically hopes for her son that he, you know, is finding one or two girls for his use after the victory. And oh, he found a girl, all right. The irony of this verse is comical. You know, Sisera's mother, she's like, you know, the men, they're probably looking for women. You know, the spoil, a girl or two for each warrior. And unfortunately, Sisera ran into a girl. And yeah, that was it for Sisera. There is no hope for the wicked or their families. It's tragic. Death is a terrifying thing for those who don't know what's on the other side. But for Christians, praise be to God. We've got an unshakable hope because of Christ's blood. We've got greatness in eternity that far outmatches the greatness of the wicked. They may have positions that we'll never get. They may be able to advance in a sinful world, but we have an eternal inheritance waiting for us so that we don't fear death because death will usher us into the arms of our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who's coming again to judge the living and the dead. Thanks for listening to another episode of Adopted Believers Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Check us out at our website, AdoptedBelievers.com, for episodes and other resources. And like us on Facebook at Adopted Believers.